Howdy, and welcome to Murder Hobo Guild Adventures! A podcast where I play my favorite tabletop role-playing game with some of my friends. For those of you who are familiar with these kind of podcasts, I just want to let you know that this is adamantly not an actual play podcast. In fact, this was inspired by the very worst actual play podcasts out there. You see, some of those podcasts include so many boring and just stupid things that I can't believe that they are expecting the audience to sit there and listen through. So I have taken out a lot of the drudgery and boring parts and just deleted them. So for instance, if you don't hear me call for a certain type of role, like an initiative role or some type of skill check, rest assured, we did do that during the game. We did sit down and play a full three and a half hour session where we made all of the roles and followed many of the rules of this game. I just deleted the little nitty gritty mechanics kind of details that I thought weren't really germane to the narrative. As for content warnings, there's definitely profanity throughout it, especially the final boss fight. There are, I'd say, PG-13 to R-rated levels of violence and gore, and there are sexual references, but no detailed descriptions of sexual activities. So, that being said, let's jump into the story now. Each of your characters has found a flyer in town, which reads, Wanted. Somewhere between three to six adventurers seeking to fight alongside complete strangers who hopefully aren't huge assholes. For details about your generic fetch quest, please see NPC at the Murder Hobo Guild Hall. Your characters are in a small town and have picked up this flyer and taken it to the Murder Hobo Guild Hall. You enter the small thatched roof structure to find a cranky dwarf with red hair that speaks in a bad Scottish accent. Aye, laddies, you must be the three to six adventurers who, by pure coincidence, all happen to read my flyers and show up here at the same time. That certainly does make my job easier. But tell me, who are you fellas? And uh, what have you been doing in the area? What brought you to this fine town? I'll go forward the head and stay. So the little uh, halfling steps forward, uh, wrapped in dark gray and black furs with a a little bald cap on him with a leather hood that sweeps away from his ears. A huge silver glaive that seems to be about twice as tall as he is. Leather wraps around his band as uh, he's kind of little clean around his face, but little markings of what seems to be like tattoos or something like that. He goes, "Uh, yes, my name is Little Biggins, and perhaps you have heard of the great deeds where I actually stole a map that belonged to somebody but then uh he chased after me and a bunch of my companions and they had to die because you know um we were on the run but it's okay because uh you know frivolity but my business <laughs> is on and honestly i need a lot of money because i paid too much for these goggles but uh that's okay i'm ready to go into the battle and uh, get lots of money how, by the way how much are we going to get paid for this i'm gonna you know what I'll do that after everybody has introduced themselves. Okay. Hello, everybody. And a tall, elfin-looking man steps up in, like, some very drab gray robes. And says, Hello, I am, I am Hertz, and I've been spending the last six months perfecting. And he puts his hand on his chest and suddenly is wearing a very brightly colored Speedo and nothing else. <laughs> okay. And uh, he pulls the metal folding chair off his back. He's like, I've been perfecting this metal folding chair and it's just elf john cena standing in the shop mostly naked carrying a metal folding chair wow you are really greased up for an elf 
every day. You got to oil yourself four times a day. I guess it makes makes it slippery to grapple. Of course. <laughs> and that's that's kind of hot, really. Uh, oh, well. And so, Lottie, you've been taking, did you say it was six months to perfect how to use a folding chair? Lottie, it's not that difficult. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward how to use a chair. You unfold it as one motion, and then you put your arse on the flat part. It's not that hard. Would you like me to show you the four pong presentation? Yes, I would gladly to you like wrong. to see how I'm wrong about how to use a folding chair. <laughs> Please. Now, this I'm going to find interesting. I'm going to sit on top of a pew somewhere. No, I'm supposed to behave myself. He puts his hand back on his chest and he's back in the gray robes. He's like, well, save the folding chair for the bad guys. Who, who are the bad guys here? And he just side-eyes the other person uh, in the room. You hey. see my head from around his corner looking directly at you. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice you looked over at the Saurian when you said that. Is that incidental, or...? I'm just curious what you are here for, as if it's the same thing. You're not the bad guy, are we? He's just a... You've been very quiet in the corner over there. Oh, no, no. Name's Sorafon. Thorfinn Rex. I'm in the area researching certain primal magics. I kind of like to put my own flavor on uh, the ancient arts of sorcery and, you know, restoring ecological balance to the land, things like that. Oh, so you're a real nature kind of, uh, you know, against the man-made stuff. Absolutely. But real nature, you know, not this new business with the flowering trees and warm bloods and all that. No, no, the real stuff. Oh, you hate pollinators, right? Is that the sect you're from? Don't get me started on pollinators. What's wrong with the pollinators? Oh. I'm going to start some shit. What's wrong with having a little pollination here and there? It's like spreading someone's seed all over. I understand that there's a place for that, allegedly. But, uh... Allegedly. Conifers, you know, macro fungi, that kind of thing. That's really more what I'm about. Like mushrooms? Yeah, mushrooms are great. Mushrooms yeah. are fine. No, they're really good. I go trip balls on the mushrooms if you find the right one. How do you feel about mammals? Hmm. Some of my best friends are mammals. Wow. <laughs> that seems a bit racist. No, 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 no. Nothing, what, nothing all, like that. Just... We all look alike. Is that what you were trying to say? Well, no, you're clearly much smaller than him. Oh, now you're a sizist. Okay, I see where this is going. Um, look. I don't spend a lot of time, you know. This part's going to get edited people. out, isn't it? My <laughs> my uh, social manners leave a lot to be desired. I apologize for this. Oh, don't apologize. Be yourself. It's okay. I'm just going to keep my eyes on you. I don't need to be eaten by the big lizard boy. No, this is perfect. If we ever need someone to kill some unfortunate mammals that has no remorse. Well, don't get me wrong. I'll kill a mammal. Oh, okay. So we're all on the same page here. Oh, yeah. No, if they're, like, bad people, I'm going to kill them. It just kind of slams his, his glaive. Ping! Yeah, see, this is cute. He has failed many mammal, undead, monstrosity, and maybe some plant life that weren't so good that tried to wrap their tentacles around me, which at first I thought was fun, and then they tried to eat me, which again I thought was fun, but that was going to hurt too much. Is that a map in what? your No, there's glaive? no map in my glaive. And he quickly puts it out, wraps it around it, and starts putting it in his skulls. What's going with the map? Um, it's just the map of my homeland. I miss it a lot. Oh. You saw nothing. Uh, I roll persuasion <laughs> or deception. Uh, 
<laughs> with my negative one. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Man. I'll just let that. Uh, you, he just, he just looks at you like, uh, sh- sure. You do, and I just kind of wave my fingers across your face. He goes, you don't know anything about the map. And then Hertz looks back at you, waves his fingers across his face, says, you can't see me, and starts melding into the background. Holy shit, I cannot see you. <laughs> no, for real, I can't see you. Well, so far, you strangers have gotten together and argued whether or not you're in favor of flowers, and then convinced each other you couldn't see each other, and agreed that you're all willing to kill mammals. I think this will go splendidly. I can see nothing wrong with it. What could possibly happen? You are obviously the perfect adventurers to go on this generic fetch quest for me. Oh, and let me introduce myself, he says, and steps forward a little bit. This stout, uh, red-haired male dwarf, middle-aged, so maybe in his, what, two, three hundreds or so, has separate war hammers hanging by each side. Greetings, my name is Jumbo. Jumbo be frank. I was named after a hot dog. <laughs> uh, now of the Hebrew National. Uh, I see you are familiar with my clan. Of the New York Beef Franks? The Hebrew Nationals or the Beef Franks? The... Uh, oh. Yes. Excellent. That's what I thought. Maybe you've met my brother, Footlong. I've seen flyers. You're really related? <laughs> yeah, it's my brother. Contrary to what he says, the real reason why he's called Footlong is because he was named after a hot dog. I thought it was because... His feet were long. <laughs> no, he's pretty short. He's got pretty small feet. It's in the name. Yes. But so, thank you very much for coming to this, the Murder Hobo Guild. I'm the Guild Master. The head murder hoboer. Hobo murderer. Oh, hello, murder hoboer. Okay, hello. Greetings. So, there's a rare and valuable magical item hidden in a nearby dungeon. I need you to fetch it for me. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm all a Twitter. I noticed that, but I wasn't going to say anything. No, too much coffee. All right. So this item is... All right, maybe it's not so hidden. I mean, it's pretty easy to tell where the item is. It's in the final boss's lair. Duh. Well, obviously. Uh, I mean, if you know where it is, it's not well hidden. We, we're no strangers to this. Uh, you know, know how it works. Good. So anyway, I am going to entrust you group of total strangers who can't even agree on whether or not flowers are good to go fetch this rare and valuable item for me. I mean, for the guild. <laughs> right. Okay, the big boy. Good. But be warned. Uh, do we... Yeah? Because I was about to warn you. Yeah, go warn the... Oh, yeah, by all means. Let's, let's have yeah, the warning. Good, good. good call. <laughs> but be warned. The conveniently nearby dungeon is home to heaps of scary monsters. I mean, not so many that you couldn't defeat them in a four-hour session, mm. but otherwise lots and lots of them. No, that's really good. Otherwise, if it was going to be too much, it's going to be at least a six-hour session. That's going to be way too much. Yeah, that gets long. I got things to do. Yeah, I, I do need to test out this new folding chair. So, perfect. You, you got to sit down on the... Never mind. It's okay. We, we went through this. <laughs> Monsters are, you know, kind of par for the course. Do we have any particularly outlandish ones in there? Like, what are we looking at? Probably. I cannot say for certain, but I know many adventurers of many different types have gone in, and they never come out. They might still, maybe they're having a party in there, I don't know, maybe they're still there, but they don't come out. I think they're dead. Yeah, I mean, who's delivering supplies for the party, right? Like, Right. Seems. Do you have any items you could give us to assist? Like a warrant to murder any hobos we see? 
Uh, sure. I have plenty of items to help you on your quest. How about each of you roll a D100 for a helpful item? Why not? Big money, big money, big money. Little Biggins, the Guildmaster hands you one use of a magical superglue adhesive that just about nothing in the entire world can break. I like it. I'm going to play around with it. What could happen? All right. Hertz, you get, oh, a very scary, very menacing looking kazoo. Oh, a scary kazoo? Yes, it has a skull and crossbones on it. Pirate kazoo. Nice. And it definitely glows with a magical essence. I take the kazoo and say, what does it do? It says, I, that is a kazoo of plus two intimidation. If you play it in front of your enemies or, I guess, your allies, if you want to intimidate them. I, and he, like, brings it to his lips. Can I try it now? Sure. Oh, this is not going to end well. And he starts trying to play on the kazoo uh, Darth Vader's theme <laughs> very badly. <laughs> yeah, what does it sound like? It goes, burr, 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 and then he fit, he just runs out of breath. Like, <clears throat> uh, breath control from the diaphragm. From the, yes. How dare you? And he's trying to intimidate little biggins. Oh, yeah. Do, what do I need to roll? <laughs> Can you beat a five? Holy crap. A three. I'm intimidated. <laughs> oh, look out. It's like your big guy in the black armor and the helmet is coming down yeah. with this, with a laser sword. Do my muscles look bigger? Oh, my God. They look all glistening and bold. By the way, do you take this horse steroids? Never mind. We can talk about that later. Those are for my horse. All right. Okay. Never mind. Excellent. And Sorafan, he hands you a magical book. You can see it glowing with a, a magical aura. And it's a heavy bound hard side book. And the cover of it says, The Beginner's Guide to Sex in the Afterlife. Um, <laughs> got mixed feelings about this one, I gotta say. I kind of hope to not need it yet, but I guess it's good to be prepared. I, if I could read, I would totally be on that. <laughs> it's probably the, the sequel to The Beginner's Guide to Sex in Your Early Thousands. Um, I have no idea what that means. Uh, I'm going to just gently flip through the book, see what we're working with here. Give me an um, investigation check. Does it have any pictures? Uh, 17. Fabulous. Yeah, so there are several uh, sections in the book. The first section is on establishing consent with the undead. Oh, that's got to be first. The second is on stretches and warm-up activities you can do. For, for you or the corpse? Uh, <laughs> yes, both. They have them broken down. Got it. There are some uh, introductory positions and techniques. Oh. Hmm. Then there's advanced Whoa. techniques, and then there's theoretical techniques. <gasps> I... <laughs> oh. There are diagrams. Um, different like ghosts and ghouls and zombies in very creative positions. There are some things mortals were not meant to know, and this book has them all doing them to each other. I, I... And one of the things you quickly realize is all of your experience having sex as a mortal being, your genitals were always attached to your body. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but with the undead, that's no longer a limitation. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't like where this is going. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's tantalizing <laughs> for some. I'm sure. No king shame. Am I even allowed to own this? <laughs> and I have a question for Hertz. After you blow your kazoo of intimidation, where do you put it? Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> not a lot of storage space in that speedo. <laughs> not a lot of storage space. Nah. Why don't we leave that to the viewer's imagination? Fair enough. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, but for, from now on, I'm like afraid of his crotch. <laughs> yes, you should be. It, it is very intimidating now. <laughs> right. So since you've asked, I have given you these very helpful items, which will help you defeat whatever monsters there are in this dungeon. This pornography will help me defeat the monsters in this dungeon. Instructional material. It's educational adult afterlife instructional material. It's not pornography. Learned a lot. Of course. Uh, my mistake. But if if you don't want it, if you, could um, you give it back? To, could I have it back if you don't? If you're yeah. not going to read it? I mean, I'm going to take it. You said it was important. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm just like saying. That. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Rather have it and not need it, you know? Okay, so, to get to this dungeon, right. you'll need to follow the road marked Convenient Dungeon Way. You can't miss it. Oh, Convenient Dungeon Way. That's uh, a place by the park, right? Uh, I just go by the park, I. Yeah, there's a really good falafel stand right yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I want to get some street meat before we go into the Convenient Dungeon. Oh, we do the street meat after. Oh, come on, I need to pick up my strength. It's up to you. There's no bathrooms in the Convenient Dungeon. Never mind, fine. Street meat later. All right, so check. We've got those boxes checked off. Excellent. Oh, yes, now let's get to... Oh, money. How much money are you going to uh, give us? And I want to make sure that we have a contract signed by you all. Sure. So once you bring back this very rare and very valuable magical item, I will give you each several gold pieces. And a number, please. Easily upwards of three or four. Okay, I look to uh, the, the tall of how many is that? I have no idea. It seems like a good deal. I don't really, I'm kind of new to this. Uh, yeah, me too. I have no idea how much that is. I can't count either. Listen, cards on the table, guys. I am getting really tired of eating squirrel jerky. <laughs> oh, well, do you want some pocket bacon? I have some pocket bacon for you. Uh, It's maple covered. Uh, it, it's kind of sweet. I've got some pine chips if you want it. Just saying, I could really use a payday. Oh, right. I think we should go for it. Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, let's go into the uh, very convenient cavern uh, dungeon type place. Yeah. I think we've milked this scene for all it's worth. We're good to go. All right. Wonderful. Thank you very much, he says, and uh, starts kind of like shoving you out the front uh, door. No, sign the paper. We need the contract for the, the... I'll see you when you get back. Be sure to bring back the rare and valuable magical item that I haven't actually specified what it is. Thank nope. you. Oh, Have thanks. fun storming the castle. Oh, It'll take a miracle. So, listen, I think he has a very trustworthy face. <laughs> I think we can guarantee payday. What could possibly happen? I see the sign towards the convenient dungeon way. I'll go ahead and take the lead if you guys don't mind. Yeah, Unless sure. someone else wants to. It's okay. I can see right over your shoulder. Oh, that's, that's right. Don't step on me. And we hi-ho all the way over. Uh, I stop and get a little bit of street meat. That, uh, okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You go up to the falafel stand. You get an order of falafel. It costs four gold pieces. Perfect. <laughs> we are going to make out on this deal. Here, this many, and I give him like six. <laughs> that's that's four gold, right? That's perfect. Yeah, you're very generous. I'm. Oh, okay. I was just paying how much I thought that was. All right. But okay. So you can add falafel to your inventory. So y'all are on the road. You're heading on this path, convenient dungeon way. 
and y'all are heading out of town and as you're walking out uh, you pass two humanoid women both middle-aged they look kind of similar walking down the street the other way towards you uh, one of the women turns to the other woman and says hello Luann Bechdel how are you doing today <laughs> and Luann Bechdel turns to her sister and says I'm doing great Lurleen Bechdel how are you and Lurleen says I'm also good thank you for asking and then they walk away I feel like this was a positive interaction for reasons I can't quite explain, but, you know, it feels good. I'm totally on board with this. I'm glad we didn't say anything or was was involved in their, <laughs> their conversation at all. Well, it kind of felt like we were, you know, not the point of that, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I feel like we really passed the test here. Indeed, let's pass quickly. Uh, so you walk through the town, and you know, as you get to the edge of town, you can see a stone outcropping out of the ground with a cave entrance, just like 20 feet outside of town, and a sign in front of the cave entrance. Actually, there are two signs, one on top of each other. What do, what do they say? So your character cannot read, right? Nope. All right, so you tell me, what do the signs say? Uh, I have no idea. I can't say. It looks... Uh, mm. and, and as I look at them, I'm going to look and pretend like I can read. This is okay. It says uh, falafel is only for winners, but don't forget about uh, the lamb. I'm pretty sure that that's what this says. Uh, is that what it says? I try to read the sign. Excellent. The top sign says, thank you for reading this sign. Oh, what a nice sign. You're welcome. What about the bottom sign? The bottom sign says... What did I call this thing? It says, Secret Hidden Deadly Dungeon. I don't think this sign maker understands what secret and hidden are. Any of those things accurate? Well, maybe it's not deadly also. This should be fun. I can't see anything that could possibly go wrong as we go inside. I will start to head inside. You head into the cave and you're walking in oh, 40, 50 feet or so. And the cave widens out to a larger chamber, maybe 60 feet wide. Uh, and rounds out the back to, you know, still this natural stone wall. Uh, and it's maybe 20 feet or so tall. And there's a wooden door in the back wall that you're facing. In front of you are just bones and bones, many, many sets of bones of many different types of creatures all strewn about the floor. Uh, I am going to stealth. I'm going to get real down low and sneaky. Okay. And I look back at everybody and I go, shh, is it dark or dim light or? Dim light, there's still a lot of natural light coming in from the front of the cave. All right, I'm still. Could probably make a really good soup with all these bones. Yeah, the good broth is a bone broth. This place must be incredibly deadly if these guys didn't make it in the door. That makes sense, but I'm still not afraid of the door. So Hertz is gonna just walk up to the door. Okay. It's a wooden door. There's a metal doorknob. There's a slot for a key underneath it. There's a keyhole underneath it. Ah, there. This. I think the door needs a key. Who's got the key? Well, I try to open the door. I can put, put my hand on the doorknob and open it. You put your hand on the doorknob, and what you expect it to be metal, it gets very squishy, and you find your hand like sinks into it and is immediately stuck into the doorknob where it is bitten teeth appear around Aww. the doorknob where it attaches and the teeth reach out and bite your hand i knew it i don't think this is a door i don't think that's a door door mimic the teeth try to bite you but they miss because i, I don't know 
I'm too fast for you. But yes, let's everyone roll initiative for this combat for a mimic encounter. Oh, oh that's let's a classic. Go. Let's go. Mimic time. You fell for the one of the oldest blunders in D and D. I hate it when people set at a door for 45 minutes. Like, I check the door for traps. I do this. I'm like, now I'm just going to open the door. Never trust a door. <laughs> yeah, so Little Biggins, you see Hertz reach into this door, and the door try to bite his hand, but miss. It must have incredibly terrible aim. I run with this glaive high over my head, going to come down, and I will sprint over, take my movement, and I will swing hard, mm -hmm. slamming into it, uh, cutting it uh, down to with another 14 points of damage. And as you slice into the door, you do see it tears like flesh, not like a wooden door. You do see that this is indeed a creature called a mimic, which is a shape-shifting type of creature that can assume whatever type of form it wants to in order to trick victims. I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm going to hit it again. Go for it. Excellent. And I'm going to do another 12 points of damage to it. Uh, excellent. Yeah, so the door now has two slices through it from the glaive. And I still look over back at the, the uh, lizard boy. It's okay to kill, right? You can, We can kill this? By all means. Oh, good. I was worried there for a second. All right, Sorafon, what do you do after seeing this? Zorophon is going to produce a little ball of fire instrumental in clearing land of aberrant plants so proper cycads and prehistoric ferns can grow and gently roll it to the base of the door. You like bowling the fireball into it? Or? Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. Strike. Hits. Hey, and that is going to be seven points of burning a door damage. Nice. Uh, Alright, door's turn. Door has Hertz's hand stuck to it. So first thing, out of the door comes a uh, just a pseudopod, just a big liquid glob of matter that's going to come out and it's going to smack you in the face. Uh, I've seen this move before. Uh, 24 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. You know that's going to hit. For five damage. Five tentacle smacking damage on the cheek. Uh. And then it's going to try and bite your hand again like a cold shower. Oh, and that cr that crits. Oh. He's able to crit with a bite this time. Oh, Ooh. that's not... Uh, yes, I see. Somehow this door has gained advantage on me. That is an aggressive door. It is. So now it's able to bite and it does 15 points of piercing damage onto your hand. Oof. Oof. Oh, uh, mm. Next time, maybe not uh, go for the door. I'm learning my lesson. Boy, is it. I hope you don't have to amputate the arm. Does Hertz have use of his hands, or is one of them considered restrained? One is absolutely restrained. So he's taken the uh, folding chair off his back with the other hand, and he's going to bash the door with it. Like That may show you how to use a folding chair. That's a nine to hit. Okay, good. I was debating whether or not to give you disadvantage for only having one arm. You really don't need to. With <laughs> rolls like that, <laughs> who needs enemies? So you have a door. You heard that expression, you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn? <laughs> yeah. You are standing two feet in front of a door, and you pull out your folding chair, and you try and hit the door, and you miss. Yeah. Does a 15 hit? Yes. I hit it again with a folding chair. Like, I don't know how you dodged that. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> the second one connects. Okay, that's seven bludgeoning damage. It squishes a little bit from being hit. He's very confused. He's going to try and knee it where he thinks the crotch might be. The door crotch. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay. I rolled a two. All right. You go to knee the door, and your knee is now stuck in the door. Oh, no. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, 
damn it! Well, so you now have one hand and one knee stuck in this creature door. I. That might be a losing prospect going forward. You know, that has crossed my mind. <laughs> a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be right there as soon as I get done laughing at you. Is it my turn yet? Oh, good. I'm going to uh, stick it in between, in between the arms and the legs that are stuck. Uh, don't worry. Everything is going to be okay. Total damage is going to be uh, 25 points of damage as I stick it real good and hard. Just like the book taught you. Exactly. Wow. That's exactly what that was. I remember that. That was from page three. Wow. Yeah, page three is a really good. That's a humdinger. By the way, don't put your humdinger next to it, otherwise it's going to be awkward and hard to hit. You probably won't get it back out of the door. That's what I'm worried about. You need your humdinger. Excellent. Yeah, so you connect with two more slices. So there's several gashes across this thing. They're deep gashes. You can see it quivering. It's taking a lot of damage. Yeah, from the humdinger. Listen, I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression. I just, you know, we're in close quarters here, and uh, I just met you. I don't really feel comfortable lobbing a bunch of poison when we just met a few hours ago. So, uh... Oh, I don't mind. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm going to keep trying to burn the door down. <laughs> All right, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Um, by the way, um, Hertz, are you flammable? You know, I've been told these spandex don't catch fire. Got it. Okay. Have at it. <laughs> Go get the little boy. How about that oil that's glistening all over your body? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Okay, here we go. Hooah! Um, misses, unfortunately. It's getting a little warm in here. Just try not to move around as much. Hooah! Hey, I am not moving. Yeah, I'm stuck. Don't worry, he can move nowhere. Door's turn. The door is now going to try and take a bite out of your knee because it has that also. I like this knee. Oh, maybe you should have thought of that, that. And it has advantage. All right, that is eight bite damage on your knee. <laughs> you should share, buddy. Uh, I am bloodied. As it's able to draw blood, which excites it. Ooh. Oh. I knew you'd be excited with that, you dirty bird. Uh, and it is going to take one of its... Uh, which knee is in the door? I assume your right hand is on the door? Yeah, probably right hand, left knee. Oh. This is making it real weird. It's going to reach a pseudopod out to your right foot. It's going to try and grapple your right foot. Uh, it's going to not do that. Gotcha. Yeah, it tries to grab your foot, but misses. Oh, that tickles. Not really liking his predicament. Hertz is going to continue with the metal chair smashing. Oof. Yes, hits. Okay. That's for a 10 damage. And I would like you to roll me a con save. Gladly. Whale shit. You're supposed to get stunned. I smack you again with the folding chair. Get off me, door. As uh, a 13 hit? It does not. <laughs> you, I can just imagine you're sitting there slamming this chair with one hand. <laughs> you're just hitting, like, the door frame and the wall and everything. Wong. Wong. I assume disengaging from this would not be feasible. No, no. No. Uh, cool. That's my turn. Okay, Can, I'm going to try to hit it again. <laughs> I slam into it for 13 points of damage for the first one. And then I'm going to go ahead and make a sticky stick for... Ooh, that's a good one. For 15 points of damage. So that's a 28 without even me getting in all mad and everything. 
Uh, excellent. Yes, yeah, so both connect. This thing is has very, very deep wounds. You can see there's ooze coming out of it. It's struggling to hold itself together. Oh, that's good. What's your war cry as you're trying to flash at this thing that has your friend? Oh, yeah. So I, I go back and say, Falafel! As I start to stick, keep hitting it, but it's it's more like a sad. It's, it's just a sad falafel. Falafel! As I, I stick it each and every time. Gotcha. All right. It's not quite as good as Baba Ganoush. I only do that when I rage. So, Sorafon, upon hearing those sad pleas of falafel... Sorafon is going to reflect that now there's two people he's just met between him and the target and still doesn't want to risk any kind of AoE crossfire situation and keep trying to bowl fire into the door. But hurts. Uh, oh, that looked like a nasty hit. It's it's more than a flesh wound at this point. I could probably patch you up. Maybe go ahead and give him a good touch. Hey, that sounds wrong. No, it's perfect. Actually, sure. Yeah, I'll uh, go up where uh, where Hertz is <laughs> stuck to the door and do a little... Uh... Mimic's turn. Door Mimic will try and bite Hertz. That's a miss. All right. It's going to try and grapple your foot again. How? <laughs> well, that'll do it. So it throws out a pseudopod and sticks to your foot and pulls your foot into the door also. Mm, tasty. So your right foot, left knee, right hand are all stuck in the door. Critical twister. Okay, door. Is this what you wanted? The good thing we have like a potions of healing, right, right, fellas? Yep. It would be really nice if there were maybe bones to warn us about all the danger ahead. Hurts, you're up. Oh boy. So I'm imagining you're still bearing some weight on your left foot. Are you, or are you completely off the ground? I assume I'm still quote unquote standing. Okay. Sort of like he's upright. Yes. And so he's gonna take the folding chair and try and smack it again. Does not hit. Well, fellas, I'm gonna smack it again. It absolutely hits. Or uh, five damage. That is all you needed. What does it look like as you kill this mimic? Oh. He goes to bash it with the chair and seeing that it's actually hitting, he's so happy. It smushes it down and then a tear falls down his face as a hope it releases him and he staggers backward. Excellent. So he does, and as Hertz is able to defeat this creature, it reverts back to its natural form, which is this just gray goo, and falls to the ground and kind of splatters. And you can see it's just an empty doorway there where the mimic was. And Hertz is able to stagger backwards a little bit. Oh, perfect. I'm going to take a potion of healing, because I'm pretty close to dead. Okay, should we go ahead and find this stupid thing? Because I'm really mad, and I'm going to get really tired here in a second. I could really use some health. Do you want to take a short rest? Or do you want to have some of this potion? Do we have a potion? I already took a potion. I got a couple potions. I heard something about a magic touch. Uh, yeah, so... Thorophon will upcast Healing Word on Hertz. Uh, Hertz, you are going to get seven points of health back. Oh, thank you. And as I weave my primordial healing magics, your wounds are going to knit, your muscles are going to be restored, and your skin is going to become green and scaly. Oh. oh. I was really excited until... That'll probably fade after a little while. Two, three days tops. Have you considered, you know, you should maybe tell someone that they might turn scaly when you heal them? Just don't pick at it. Was the bleeding better? Come on, man. <laughs> I, uh, he starts scratching it immediately. <laughs> It'll make you spin tough as uh, scales. Uh, that's fair, I guess. 
Oh, whatever, let's go to the next room. Okay, smart. So you leave the mimic room and you head into the next chamber of this dungeon. You walk into the second room and it's just a plain stone room. There are some uh, ever glowing torches in sconces on the walls. There is a stone door shaped slab on the far side of the room. And on the floor of this room, there are one foot by one foot stone tiles with different images on them. The tiles look like they can easily be slid around into different orders. Is it like one big tile puzzle? Could be. Uh, how many total tiles did you say? There are six. Six tiles. Gotcha. Yep, and each of the tiles has an image on it. And they are, are they two by three or, or three by two or? It's one by six, but they can be slid around in different orders so that's one long line. Oh, I, ah, okay. Okay. What is on each tile? I have a six intelligence. I'm not going to remember anyway. Fabulous. The first tile has a picture of a snake. Snake. The second tile has a picture of my cat, El Gato. Okay. The third one is a picture of an orc with an amputated leg. Uh, orc with an amputated leg, okay. The fourth one is a picture of a chair with a bloody orc leg laying on it. All right. I feel like these are trying to tell a story. Right. The fifth is a picture of a human, but with a third leg sprouting out of its thigh. A human with a third leg sprouting out of their thigh? Yep. And the sixth tile is a picture of a centipede with all of its legs missing except for two. Centipede. (laughs) All of its legs missing except for two. That seems kind of brutal. I feel for the centipede, right? Yeah. Poor centipede. So... I notice we have a rather unorthodox pattern of ascending legs. Yeah. Do we just do the leg order? Wait, is the door like stone slab on the other end of the room closed? It is. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it could have been open already. Who knows? So, it would appear that the order of ascending leg number goes snake, orc missing a leg, centipede missing 98 legs, uh, human growing a third leg, cat, chair with orc leg on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So chair with five legs. If that doesn't work, then we can talk about amputating someone's leg, but... Uh, that's fair. How about I go move the puzzle pieces and uh, you prepare to do that? Deal. Okay. Excellent. And as you do that, you feel a rumbling in the room and that your sized slab slides straight down into the ground, revealing the next room. Congratulations, you solved that puzzle. We solved your leg puzzle? Oh, you nailed it. Puzzle had legs. Uh, no. Mm. That was a good one. (laughs) But I don't get it, because... All right. Okay, that's it. And I have no more puns for legs. Come on, let's leg it. (laughs) We're still going. (laughs) The doorway slides down, revealing a third room, which you all enter. This next stone chamber is much larger. Gonna be a harder puzzle. Could be. In the middle of the room, there's a 20-foot diameter circle of dark stone in the floor that sits about six inches lower than the rest of the chamber. And there's a similar circle of dark stone on the ceiling immediately above it. On the right side of the wall, there are just a few torches in sconces. On the left wall, there's a stone staircase leading down, and immediately next to it is a stone staircase leading up. And on the far wall, there is another door-shaped stone slab. I don't know, guys. I don't think going into the circle is a good idea. What could possibly happen? It's not like there's another mimic that you can go in touch again. Well, who knows? 
I think that if you stand inside of the circle, it could like teleport you into a new place. Do you have any of that jerky left? Yeah, no, I got some plenty. Do you throw a piece into the dark circle? Are you going to waste food? Waste is a strong word. Testing. Okay, sure, I'm going to waste food, because I'm not eating it, therefore waste. But sure, okay, we waste food now. And therefore seems like a pretty big word coming from you. What'd I say? <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what I'm talking about anyway. So go ahead, wasting the food. I didn't, at least I didn't say ergo, or some stupid <laughs> weird Latin uh, throw thing into the center of the bottom. So you throw a piece of pocket bacon into that circle, and when it hits the ground, four snakes drop out of the ceiling and land in that circle, thud, 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 and immediately start hissing and just kind of crawling around. It makes snakes. Ooh. Wonderful. It's your reptile friends. Fun. Hey, can you talk to them? Well, yeah, but it feels like you're saying that just because I'm a Saurian, right? No, no, why, why would we do that? that? No, that would be racist. Exactly, it's just because you hate mammals, as we've clearly discovered. Yeah, we dis Yeah, we. I thought we went through this. I just want to make clear, yes, I can, but it's not because I'm a Saurian. How many stone torches are on the wall? There are three. Can I take one of them off the wall? Sure, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, you know I love dexterity saving throws. Okay. You walk over to the nearest sconce, and you step down, and one of the stone plates you're stepping on depresses, and you feel it click, and a puff of gas shoots up from underneath you real quick. You do not take any damage, but roll me a d10, please. Sure. Uh-oh. It's the gas of madness. Okay, good. I'm going to send you a DM. A note for the audience. At this point, I sent Hertz a private message telling him that he suddenly developed a personality quirk, wherein anytime he spoke with anyone for more than a moment or two, he felt the urge to nonchalantly walk over and start giving them a little shoulder massage. Okay. Uh, don't worry, that was just me. It's still the leftover falafel is kind of running right through me. Oh, are your shoulders tense? A little bit. I'm here, let me go help you with that. Okay, that's strange, but okay. <laughs> I'm gonna roll a massage check. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's a very middling massage. No, I'm digging it. It's okay. <laughs> Can you get like the traps because they're oh, probably of yeah they're the most yeah, yeah, yeah. hurting. My neck has been giving me problems too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because I'm getting older. D don't worry, I'll take care of you. You should probably work on figuring out this uh, trap though. Yeah, why not? I'm going to go ahead and sit here because, you know, six intelligence. I'm not going to be more useful to anybody. Can I make an investigation check to see which ones might uh, these things be trapped? Which, by the way, is useless because of negative two, <laughs> just to begin with. Yeah, you can do an investigation check, absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. That's very good. Uh, Twelve. You're the level of smart where you think you're good at things, even when you're not. Yeah, well, I got the Dunning-Kruger just kind of hanging out all over the place. <laughs> I don't even know what I, I just said. I just think I'm really good at things when I'm not. 12 is better than average. So I'll say you can spot two tiles that you are pretty sure are traps. Hey, there's two tiles that I'm pretty sure are trapped as well. Uh, maybe don't step on those. There's a funny gas that comes out. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. A little bit more on the neck. Oh, of course. Yeah, thank you. 
I'm going to gingerly place one of my sling stones on each of the tiles we believe to be trapped. Okay. So we've got the, the traps that I picked out. Oh, we got a stone door. Should we go straight to the stone door? Sure. Can we peer down these staircases, see what we're dealing with? Okay. I mean, what's going to happen? You don't know. I don't. <laughs> well, let's find out. Alrighty. I'm going to see if I can skip over to the left mm -hmm. and see if I can skip any kind of trapped stones or something. Okay. You're able to. So you're able to head towards those stone staircases. Awesome. I look into the one that's going down. It just descends into darkness. I put my goggles on. Okay. Yeah, you have your goggles of darkness seeing. Yeah, they got the night goggles. Uh, and you're able to see that the stairs extend further. What about the upward? Yeah, what about the upward one? Oh, that you see the exact same. Yeah, it's the same thing. They just go into the darkness. All right. Should I talk to the snakes? Would be very helpful. Yes. That's what I kept on telling you. I wasn't being racist. I just don't want to be a stereotype. No, no, no one's thinking that. Although, when I did mention it, it could have come across as a bit uh, racist. So I get it. That's on me. I'm going to have to do better to be an ally. You know, I feel like this is more of a journey than a destination, right? You know what? Thank you. For all of us, right? We're all on a process of learning and understanding others. Yeah. Until that is uh, like deep and my nose starts to bleed because that's too much philosophy for one person to handle. It's okay. It's especially one with, again, six intelligence. So I am confused now, but it's okay. All very edifying, though. I just want to say thank you for adventuring with me. Edifying, can you eat that? Hertz just pats you on the back. It's like, it's okay. And then starts rubbing your shoulders again. Yeah, thank you very much. That's <laughs> awesome. I like this. Uh, what are you doing later after the dungeon? Uh, I hadn't thought that far ahead. Uh, yeah, I got nothing going on. All right, that's cool. Maybe we can go ahead and get, you know, like group massage. Oh, that's an excellent idea. That's a great idea, right? Yeah. I could go for that. Yeah, getting a little stiff back here. Oh, shoulder. Oh, don't worry here. Let me help you out. Oh, oh, that <laughs> wasn't quite... Oh, okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> this is happening now, I guess. <laughs> you know what? Thanks. That's... Uh, Hertz, roll for back massage check for Sorafon. Oh, that's a 20. That's a pretty damn good back massage. I'm feeling kind of jealous now, to be honest with you. Sorafon, you were a little skeptical of Hertz coming to give you a back massage at first. I sure was. But then once he starts rubbing your shoulders. That is... Wow. Right? You've got magic hands there, buddy. That's what I... Thank you, thank you. Uh, You're not the first to say that. Yeah, feeling good. All right, let's talk to these snakes. Yeah. Come on, snake friends. I am going to carefully and slowly make my way over to the circle. And without stepping in, I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. You cast that and you immediately understand and communicate with all animals. Uh, so as soon as you cast that spell, you hear the four snakes in the middle of the room yelling, Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! I mean, that tracks, honestly. Um, hey, so do you guys just live up in the ceiling or... Or what's up with that? And so one of them turns to you and says, Live? What's live? I've lived my entire life right here. I was born right here about 50 seconds ago. Oh, that complicates things. You are magic snakes then? Yeah. Can you tell me anything about this room that you've lived in your entire life? It sticks out its tongue and gets a scent of the room and looks around and says, mm, The room smells like a stinky halfling and a lizard. No, he's got that right. 
Okay, fair. Hang on, what about that guy over there? Can you smell him? It sticks its tongue out again and says, Smells like baby oil. (laughs) Are you traveling with a baby? A well-oiled baby? (laughs) It's, uh, you know, up for some debate, I suppose. But you know anything about why you're here? Getting very existential with these snakes here. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Life. Life is meaningless. Life only has the meaning you give it. Journey of discovery, guys. Come on. Do you think the snakes might want to go down the stairs for us? I might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for me at the GM's discretion. Roll for it. Roll persuasion. And... Oh my god, 18. Okay, so what do you say? Listen, snakes, I know we're just getting to know each other here, but you're looking for direction in life. I can sympathize. I want to bring back dinosaurs to uh, unwork the modern age. So, like, we're all trying to find our purpose. I think it would be super great if you could lend me a hand, and maybe I can, down the line, help you guys find your own reasons for being. You know, help me help you. That is the most philosophically positive offer anyone has ever made me in my entire life. Yes, I will gladly do that. Did you actually ask it to go down the stairs, or you just asked it for help? I asked it for help. Yes, I will gladly help you if you solve my existential crisis of why am I here. We will go on this trip together, my new friend. All I'm going to ask is if you wouldn't mind head down those stairs and uh, let me know what you find. All right, is that where I'm going to find the meaning of life? It's the first step on our journey together. Gotcha. So the snake slithers down the stairs. You can hear it slithering a little bit and you lose sight of it. And about a moment later... The same snake comes slithering down the upstairs stairs oh, down to your level. Interesting. It is. Oh shit! There's some more adventurers here. Oh, it's no same group, same us, me again. Uh, no reason to be afraid. So, about the meaning of life. This shouldn't take too long. Hey, listen, Hertz. Why don't you drop the uh, torchy thing? Why don't you just go ahead and put that down, body? Okay. Uh, go put it down in the dark circle. So you place it in and. Oh, boy. Seven more snakes plop out of the ceiling and drop onto the floor. That's going to be a lot lot of snakes. And Sorafon, you hear, Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy (laughs) shit, holy shit! Hey, new guys, welcome. I know you're probably confused and alarmed right now, but we are trying to work it out, and we're all friends here. Wait, wait, what, what's going on? Where am I? What is the meaning of life? We're trying to work that out. The first thing you need to know is helping others helps you. Okay. It's a very important first lesson. Sounds a little manipulative, but what do I know? Sure, fine. <laughs> Say, uh, Sleestack, what are we going to do with all these snakes now? What are they saying? They're, they're very confused. Yeah, so we, we all are. And surprisingly thoughtful. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right? Okay, we, we can do with thoughtful, at least, you know, from an existential point of view, which I have no idea what that means. How about we just go through the little uh, door in the back way without stepping on anything that's going to make us do back rub all day? <laughs> make No, the back rubs are purely just for fun. Yeah, no, I get it, and I'm all into it. Hey, new snake friends, we're all confused here. We're all trying to find our way. If you guys would be so inclined. Can you uh, come along with us as we make our way through this life? We're heading over to that slab over there. Sure, roll persuasion with advantage since you already convinced them that helping other people is the best thing to do. Alrighty. 
I'm going to say of the 11 snakes in the pit, seven of them agree. That's a good number. Very much obliged, guys. And you four, hey, no hard feelings. We'll try to help you out as best we can. But snake friends, uh, if you wouldn't mind, we're heading over to that slab right now. Can you just move in that direction and uh, let me know if you smell or feel anything unusual? They say, sure, we will gladly help you out and be your cannon fodder to go check out traps for you. I am not proposing <laughs> that. They... Wait, wait a second. We can't hear this. Are we hearing one-sided or is he, you know, speaking parsley <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, y'all have only heard him hissing at the snakes and the snakes hissing back. Gotcha. Parcel tongue. Gotcha. No worries. No, we're, we're good. We're fine. I'm sure nothing could possibly go wrong. There's a lot of wiggling involved when you speak snake as well, so I'm doing some body isolations here, too. Mm. So the seven snakes all start slithering to the door, and as they approach that stone slab, two big lips appear out of the slab and say, Greetings! Ah, hello. Uh, hi. I am Dorothor. Seems kind of contrived. Oh, fuck you too. <laughs> we couldn't get the rights for Doraemon. <laughs> I see you've met my brother. Uh, I see. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Yes, but I am Dorothor. Greetings, Dorothor. I am Zorophon, and, and these are my snake friends. Hello, Dorothor. Would you like a shoulder rub? Hello, Zorophon and snake friends, and I do not have any... Uh. You know what? Sure, sure. I'd love a shoulder rub. And so two shoulders appear out of the stone as well. Oh, uh, yes. I'll Let me help lips. you out there. Get in there real this is raising all kinds of questions for me. Nah, I feel good about it. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, this is the, by far the nicer door we've met today, so... Ah, uh, yeah, this is definitely a better door than the other one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even... I forgot about the other door. <laughs> uh, roll a massage check. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, that's an 18 for the massage check. Am I proficient in massages yet? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you can add your proficiency bonus moving forward. Oh, okay. So you start to do it, and the stone <laughs> door starts to moan. It's like, oh, 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 yeah. You're really good at getting out those knots. That, oh, yeah, those have been there. Oh. The last door I touched tried to bite me. This is much better. Why? Are you into that? No. <laughs> no. No? Oh, okay. It was not consensual. Okay. I do believe in consent. My safe word is Baba Ganoush. Good to know. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> no idea. Just in case, you know, it never pops up in time. Do you want me to bite? Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Okay. How can we help you, door friend? <laughs> so. Do you have a brother, like, who's a room named Danathor? No, that sounds kind of contrived. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that seems kind of weird. Pretty derivative if I have to explain. I don't even know what that means. I am the guardian of the final chamber, and in order to pass, you must solve a riddle. Perfect. I am, like, so good at these riddles, don't even worry about it. Wonderful. The riddle is, three separate doctors each say that Bill is their brother. Bill says he has no brothers. How many brothers does Bill actually have? Zero? Why do you say that? Because... The doctors are women or non-binary? Fuck. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to get that and I could criticize you for being misogynistic assholes. I have other assholes you can massage. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing our very best. It's not that we're not misogynistic assholes. We're just trying not to be misogynistic assholes. Yeah, we just passed the Bechdel test earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at us. 
we're like allies trying to do our best, but we're going to fail every now and then. So a little the patience. All right. Well, that was too quick. So best two out of three. <laughs> Fuck. That's fair. I mean, that's pretty reasonable. What always tastes better than it smells? Is it baba ganoush? No, I don't think it's baba ganoush. Why would it? that smells great and tastes wonderful? I was kind of thinking of your kazoo that you just put into your your junk. <laughs> <laughs> A mouth? Fuck, that's right too. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole list of riddles ready for you, but okay, fine. I guess we're only going to two of them. Sure. I'm sorry. Excellent. You have solved the ancient riddle puzzle of Dorothor. Hooray! We did it. Look at us not being assholes. You did great, buddy. It's not your fault. You know, these riddles, they change. They grow in popularity. Like, I don't know how long it's been since you've updated your riddles, but don't feel bad. They were solid. All right. Well, congratulations. You may enter the final chamber of the dungeon. And the door slides aside, revealing a very large chamber. Thanks, Dora. Thanks, Dora Thank Thor. you, uh, friend. So as you enter this chamber, it's a large room. This has several tables and desks, all sorts of random objects on it. There are uh, candelabras and maps on the walls. And there's a large wooden door on the back wall. And as you step in to this final boss lair, the back wooden door opens. And out of it comes the cranky dwarf from scene one. Bum, bum, bum. It's a twist. The one NPC that you've met tricked you and is actually your enemy. Oh. We fell for the oldest trick in the book. The NPC that was too kind that shoved us out the door wanted to kill us the whole time. Never saw it coming. Never. Never. We are completely fooled by you. Though you do seem kind of punch worthy, if I must say so. He steps forward and says, I'm... Uh, excuse me, I have to get my bad Scottish accent back. I'm punch worthy. Fuck you! And so this is 100% true. The following Scottish insults are all from actual tweets that Scots sent to then-President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Fuck you, you ball-bag-eyed fuck bumper! Mm -hmm. I, hey. You and your knuckle-brained fart lozenge friends don't stand a chance. What's a fart lozenge? We just lost half the audience. Yeah. Well, fuck them, too. They're a bunch of utter cockwombles. Cockwombles? Well, shut your dick holster and let's get on with this. All right. That's dick holster meaning your mouth for holstering dicks. What the fuck are you talking about, you fuck knuckle? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea, honestly. I, I'm kind of perplexed well, at then the how about using big words. I don't oh. Uh, no, go ahead. Step on my line one more time. It's okay. Then how about you hold your weesht, you witless fucking cocksplat? I don't know what the weesht is. What the... He said it in a very insulting tone, though. I can't help but take offense at it, you know? You should definitely take offense. I would be angry if I were you. Yeah, I'm going to go into the rage. <laughs> You have somehow survived the rest of the dungeon, and now is the time where, as the bad guy, I reveal my evil plan just before trying to kill you. Yeah, that's right. Monologue oh, yeah. away. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll be I'll take your notes. Let's go, yeah. Yeah, big B, uh, before I go into a rage. I would like a little bit of context here, so that's only yeah, fair. Yeah, 
please. I hope you got this written down somewhere. Good. So, as the leader of the Murder Hobo Guild, one of the ways I get extra victims to murder is I will just send adventurers to the dungeon, and then I get to murder them myself. And I can just claim that they were killed by evil monsters or something. It's pretty sneaky, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, that's pretty sneaky. Uh, one question. I laddie. Why? Why? Yeah, why? You shit stick fuck face. Okay, that's harsh. I'm a murder hobo. <laughs> you ask me why I like to murder? What the fuck kind of existential question is that? I mean, yeah, it's kind of like that. But why? Honestly, you know what? This is one shot. Forget it. This totally make this makes sense. It's totally okay. It's one shot. Listen here, you cock juggling thunder cunt. Oh, that's a bit, that's a bit harsh. Wow, gendered, okay. Yeah, no, it's a little racist and, and misogynistic. I've heard enough of your jabber. I'm going to show you how to use a metal folding chair. Yeah, yeah. And Hertz dons his uh, wrestling speedo. Yeah, let's go into it. He says, I, you don't stand a chance against me and my minions. Minions, go get them! And he points at you all and waits for a second. And there's no sound. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot. I already murdered them. Oh, see, this is what happens when you are a murder hobo. You forget that you already murdered other people. Pretty narratively unsatisfying. I got to tell you, he's right about not satisfying your narrative. You know what's going to feel really good? What's that? <laughs> this duplex, yeah, Hurt's going to run out of. When I plunged our weapons inside of your soft parts. <laughs> so here we go. Excellent. Let's roll initiative. Seraphon, you get to control the snakes also. I slam my glaive into the ground as I lunge for him, and I go, Baba Ganoush, and I slide into a good old-fashioned warm epistemological rage, and I go ahead and hit him two times with the raging glaive. Yes. Take that, dwarf, hobo, bastard, son of cock mother. I can't, I can't do it like you. It's like a string of beautiful pearls come out of your mouth. That sounded wrong. I'm sorry. That does sound a little dirty. That sounded horrible, honestly. So they both connect and both uh, slice across. And I go ahead and retreat, you know, get behind him in case somebody I don't know wants to flank him. Hurts. Hurts. Take the chairs like, here, enjoy this four-pronged presentation. Are you finally going to show me how to use a damn folding chair? Yeah. For six damage. Okay. Then enjoy folding chair round two. It's all in the legs. Yep, hits. For nine damage. <laughs> I see you enjoy, and then he knees him in the crotch oh. for an additional 10 damage. Right, in the googlies. Oh, shite. They got me in the bollocks. So, Snakes, this guy has forcibly entered hostilities with us. This is another unfortunate fact of life. I want you to know that you have a choice in the matter. I am not going to try and coerce or pressure you into fighting our battles for us. If you enter this fight, it is of your own accord, and I want you to understand that. I respect your autonomy and your wishes as free-thinking beings. They say, aye, that was... Wait, no, sorry, that was Scottish. No, they say... That was such an inspiring speech. We want to die for you. Oh. Ow. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Then... Swarm him, I guess. Sw swarm him? Swarm him. It's... it's... Get him. Is is that pretty much what you just told him? Get him? Yeah, baby. Uh, ooh. That does not hit. Okay. They're wriggling around. They don't get the hit, so... Ah, uh, they're still warming up. It'll be fine. 
I guess they're just like slithering around and like crawling up him. They are. And with that, you find your talk with animal spell fades. Uh oh. Let's just hit, hiss, 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 hiss. Um. Yep. Sorphon, you're up. Okay. This guy is a person. Let's cast hold person on the murder hobo. Okay. Fuck. He is not very wise. Not many murder hobos are. He fucked with us, didn't he? So he has a minus two. Nice. Oh, he is paralyzed for the next minute. Yeah. But from his perspective, prehistoric tree sap is flooding into the air around him and hardening until he is encased in a sphere of amber. So if he's encapsulated in amber, the snakes that are on him, are they also encapsulated? Uh, DM's choice. Um, I mean, they are on his person. Right. But yeah, as long as he is incapacitated, so are the snakes. Ow. You just kind of sent your minions to, like, die. That's pretty cold-blooded. I <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh. That's good. That's good. good. That's good. <laughs> just don't kill the snakes. It'll be fine. Thank you very much. I will do everything that I can to not hurt the snake boys. Gotcha. And so the cranky dwarf, it's his turn, but he's stuck in amber with these snakes stuck to him. Correct. Like, ah, shite. Murder hobos never prosper, pal. Okie dokie. Then if it's okay, I would like to go now and unload with the raging. Go for it. All right. Here we go. Let me add up all of this goodness because, boy, this is going to be great. 23, 15, 21, 9, 59. 59 points of damage. Jesus. Yeah, so you take these three swipes at the dwarf who's just sitting there glaring, and he's furious, but he can't move. And I take extra good care not to hit any of the snake boys. All right, yeah. I'll say you're able to slice and avoid any of the snakes. It's folding chair time. I'm sorry, snake friends. That's a 15 damage for the first chair strike. Then you get your own voice. <laughs> That's 15 damage for the first chair strike. That's right. It's my voice. You have your own character. I'm sorry. It's hard not to... Uh... I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's another 18 damage from the second chair strike. How's my murder hobo opponent looking? That's 33. Very injured. You have gotten him bloodied. Okay. I'd like to do a flurry of blows. Take him in the junk again. <laughs> no, there's a snake there. Can't hit the snakes. Two more punches. Uh, never mind. Go for it. Pop, pop. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the unarmed strikes all connect. 12 more damage. And y'all are beating the shit out of this guy who can't do anything to defend himself. Let this be a lesson to you. You shouldn't murder the unhoused. Life is hard enough on the streets as it is. Yeah. That's right, Sleestack stack knows. Right, uh, Snake's turn. They're just stuck, yeah. So they're incapacitated this turn. Do they get to roll separately to save, or uh, are they just stuck as long as he's stuck? Sure, they can roll separately. I'll give them a sporting chance. All right. Oh, that's an at three. Oh, no. Okay. Then Sorophon. At the risk of sounding like a sadist, but not wanting to hurt my snake friends, I would like to walk up to him and attempt to spit venom directly in his eyes. Okay. Poison spray on his face, which is hopefully clear of snakes. Okay, sure, sure. And that is a... DC 13 con save. Oh, his con save is a scant plus eight. Oh, oh okay. Dude. And he rolled a 10. Oh. I think he'll be fine. He's fine. D- 
just shrugs off poison to the eyes, huh? <laughs> yep. I mean, there are ways you can attack him. Wisdom, yes. Constitution, yeah. <laughs> He's a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Should have seen that. Oh, poisoning a dwarf. What was I thinking? My scaled friend, the dwarf, is stuck. Just punch him. Well, that would have been a smart thing to do, but I didn't do that. Something that could have been brought up to him yesterday. <laughs> As the brains of the group with an <laughs> intelligence of a whopping ten. That didn't occur to me. I'm just saying, I would have done the same thing. So don't worry about it. Everything is going to be okay. When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When all you have is inbuilt poison glands, everything looks like you should spit venom in its eyes. I couldn't agree more. I mean, look, I hit everything with the chair. It's really my solution to most problems. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done. So, speaking of hitting things with a hammer... Uh-oh. The cranky dwarf... Uh, yeah, that breaks. Ah, oh, no. So the end of its turn, it saves from a hold person. Okay. It says, fuck you! I think that's a sort of Scottish martial art. And because the dwarf, being in his lair, gets a lair action, you see him take his two hammers off of his side and looks at the two hammers. Uh-oh. One of the hammers is labeled the murder hammer, and the other hammer is labeled the hobo maker. And he takes his two hammers and slams them on the ground, causing big chunks of rocks, big boulders to fall from the ceiling. I need everybody, including him, to make a DC 13 deck save. I got these, no problem. I'm like the best at dictating. Uh, all right, so the people who failed take six bludgeoning damage and are knocked prone. Sweet, I made it. Ah, uh, I did not. Bonk. I think this rock might need the shoulder rub. <laughs> So he curses and knocked prone, but the snakes, they, they make... Is Saraphon still standing? Uh, no, Saraphon is prone. Three strikes in the mouth. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hit him once. That's going to be for eight damage. Then I'm going to do the critical. Whoa. Yeah, hit him with the back end. I'm going to give him the bat. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, 11 points of damage. That is terrible. Uh, but this one, this one, is going to be another 11 points of damage. I crapped out on that one. So 22, I don't know. Plus 8? Yeah, there we go. So that's 30 total? Uh, sure. Yeah, so those connect. You are making several deep, deep gashes in him. He is bleeding. as ah, fuck yeah. I'm like the best at this, really. He says, fuck you, you gerbil-headed, wood-stained, haunted spunk trumpet. Okay, that's a bit harsh. I don't think you even know what these mean, honestly. Of course I do, you wee orange rodent. Okay, that one stung a bit, but, you know, it's to be expected. You are you are in the, a little bit of a heated moment right now. Have you not figured out he's a bad person? Oh yeah, no, he's a bad person, but, uh, you know, maybe he's having an off day. Hertz would like to stand up off the ground and resume his flanking position with little biggins. Okay. You know, that was not what I expected the rock to be cooking. And I smack him with the folding chair again. <laughs> Do it. Yay! Make him take a seat in the chair. Yeah! Ten damage. Ten damage. Unfortunately, you do hit him, but half of the damage goes to the snakes. No. So five of the damage goes to him and five to the snakes. Uh, no. no, snake friends. No, my buddies. Hit him again. This time with the chair legs for seven damage and then one more punch in the face just for good measure take that and shut your mouth excellent yeah the face punch connects he is very very bloody 
All right, Snake, having now received more damage from Hertz than from the murder hobo, are going to turn and attack Hertz. Uh, uh oh. That makes sense. That's fair. Hello, Snake friends. All right. The snakes go to slither up you, but your body is too baby oiled and is too slick. <laughs> just sliding down. Yeah, I told you the oil would come in handy. You really called it on that one. You all laughed at me when you saw my glistening muscles, but now... Amazing forethought. Nah, you sexy as fuck, I get it. <laughs> Not seriously. Alright, Sorafon. Yeah, I will will move away and attempt to produce flame at him. Okay. Little fire globe. There we go. Uh, Bring it. Oh, that's gonna miss. So I'm going to throw fire at, at the table of stuff that he's standing beside. <laughs> Bonus action, I am going to cast Healing Word on myself. Okay. And looking slightly more dinosaurian than before. Ooh, you like it right out of the Jurassic Park. Those are some nice scales you have there. Why, thank you. All right, so the dwarf glares at Sorafon. Let's do this. Was it the poison in the eyes thing? That didn't help. <laughs> yeah, hamster-headed bumpot. That one is sounding less and less like an insult. It looked like it sounded more like a, a dish that you would serve, like to people you don't like very much. Doesn't sound very tasty. Of course it doesn't. Your rug wearing thunder nugget. Oh, there we go. Oh, the now we're back. there. We okay. go. That wouldn't hurt. Though. Now we're back on track. Yeah. Okay, good. Phew. Phew. So he crouches down a little bit uh, and holds out his two hammers: the murder hammer and the hobo maker hammer. And Sorafon, first he swings at you with his right hand, which is the hobo maker hammer. Oof. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. For 15 bludgeoning damage. Oh, boy. And I need you to make a DC 15 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Strength saving throw. All right, so you're able to withstand the blow. So you take some damage, but you're not knocked down. It says, ah, you're still standing. Not for long. Not after I finish you with my murder hammer. And wings again with his left hand. Goes to do a backhanded swipe with his murder hammer. Oh, boy. Yep. 14 bludgeoning damage. Oh, ho, ho, I'm down. Oh, no, that's the guy who heals us. We should have totally protected him a lot better. Clang. Hey, hey, maybe you should pick on someone your own size. And he motions a little biggins. Okay. <laughs> Hobo Baker doesn't make sense as a weapon name. <laughs> <laughs> his last words. It says, oh, it doesn't. Well, that sucks for you. And he takes his hobo maker and smacks it on the ground again, bringing more boulders to fall down on everybody, including himself. God damn it. What's with you and the boulders? This is going to be bad. Sorafon automatically fails. That's two failed death saving throws then, right? Yep. As boulders come down, one of them happens to clock you on the shoulder, and the other one hits you straight in the nards. Of your dead body. Do Saurons have nards? I think it's more of a cloaca situation. It hits you in the cloaca. Oh. Oh, oh no. That sounds even worse. Yes, little biggins in Europe after this rock fall. Okie dokie, out of the chokey. I'm going to take a three hits at him. Take take this. I'm going to about to bring my hammer down, but it's not quite the hammer. It hits. Uh, let's see, and then I'm going to hit him again. Mm -hmm. And then again. That's terrible. Okay, but I got three good hits in them. Okay. 37 points of damage. That will do it. How do you want to finish off the cranky murder hobo dwarf? Hey. Each passing moment I clanged. This clang is what you get. Clang for not making us get a contract. 
you know, kind of solidify how much money we were going to make this whole thing. I mean, honestly, that's just rude to kick us out without doing it. Anywho, oh, you're dead already. Okay. Um, hey, friends, looks like we took care of the big bad guy. Do you mind if we go ahead? Can you do like a shoulder rub on him? Do you have like extra potion? I try a magical shoulder rub on Syrofon. Like the good magic touch? Does he have like an extra potion or something? Back pocket. <laughs> Hope you don't mind. And Hertz reaches into Syrofon's back pocket and administers a healing potion. You know, he doesn't have consent just because he is unconscious, you know. You need an advanced directive for the future. <laughs> I retroactively grant consent for any medical measures. All right, he wakes up. Yeah. I'm more happy that you gave him consent to preempt, uh, preemptively, preemptively, proactively, retroactively. Hi, oh, God, that six intelligence really hurts my language. And so having struck down the cranky murder hobo dwarf guildmaster. Yay, we did it. You look around, so you're still in this room which has tables and desks with papers and things on it, and a small chamber in the back that the dwarf appeared out of. Ironically, it's probably the same place that we were just at and we went into a giant circle. I don't know. Let's go inside. Maybe there's treasure. Okay, you check the door first. Oh, of course. I open the door. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the door opens. Oh, thank God. It's not a mimic. We did watch him come in through it, right? I mean, of course it was a door. <laughs> yeah, so you step into this smaller chamber, and it's a lit with gold and glitter, a lot of gems and golden items and treasure and valuable rare artifacts, all amassed in this small room, like a small warehouse room. And there is a door on the far side of this small treasure room as well. We get the payday, boys. How are we going to eat good tonight? This could be our new hideout. This is worth nearly dying. I like it. Should I open up the next door as I start walking over to it's the next door? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. So you open that door and it opens into the main room of the Murder Hobo Guild. That lazy bastard couldn't even be bothered to leave town for this. Oh, wow. Seriously, this is like almost the setup for our future campaign that we can base ourselves out of. Yeah. But first, I want to propose a toast. Is there a drink around? I'm going to assume there's a drink around. Sure. For narrative sense, sure. Let's have there be drinks around. Yeah, because I want to put this to bed in a nice way. I'm going to hand over drinks, glub glub, and I put out a little dish for the snakies. And they said, friends have never known people like you. I usually travel this world alone, but you have told me that the thought of friendship is a lot stronger than being alone and almost dying alone. Ah, here, here. If I am to die, I want to die because of you people. And they take a drink. Yeah. And now it's our job to make sure the hobos get murdered. It is. So having defeated the previous leader, Hertz does recognize you are now the guild masters of the Murder Hobo Guild. Thank you. And with that, we will call that a session. So congratulations. Well done, all of you, on surviving the dungeon and becoming the new Murder Hobo Guild masters. Yay. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening. My name's Brad Nathanson, and I've been the producer, audio engineer, editor, game master, second assistant to the vice key grip. But you know what? I could not have done this session without my great friends who helped out, including Don, who played Little Biggins, Gray, who played Thorfinn Rex, and Mark as Hertz. 
Also, a big shout out to Ethan Uslin, who composed and performed our theme song, Eggs in the Coffee. Additional background music was provided by Dark Fantasy Studio and Tabletop Audio. I have no idea if I'm ever going to record any more of these, but if I do, go check them out. And if I don't, then go back and listen to this one again. Either way, take care and thank you for listening to this podcast.